So who am I part two? Um, I got a few questions of people asking me like, you know, who am I? Where did I come from? What did I decide to do with my life or where am I going? Just questions that really answers who am I? So I just want to give you a kind of summary of who I am. You know, my upbringing, I am a child that was born in Inglewood on the south side of Chicago on State Street um, back in about the 19, 1989 when crime was very high. Um, we had the buildings, the red buildings, the white buildings, the green buildings. And unfortunately, I was part of that community where all I saw every day was violence and crime and drugs and just everything a nine-year-old child shouldn't experience. And I mentioned a nine-year-old child because I don't remember any of my childhood before the age of nine. And I don't know if that's because I kind of blocked it out or if that's when my life really began to change. So from my memory, um, I can recall that I lived on the south side of Chicago, but my mother got housing in um, Wisconsin. And so we moved to Wisconsin. And when I was nine years old, we came back, you know, to visit the family on the south side and we never left. Um, my mom has siblings there and her mom was there. And I believe my grandma lived on the sixth floor um, at 5266 South State Street. And my mom tried some things. And to my knowledge, she was immediately addicted. So we never went home. So my life changed at that moment. So here I am. Um, it's me. I'm nine. I have two younger brothers. I believe my brother was five and three at the time. And I've always been like a mom because, you know, as the oldest, it's your job to take care of the young kids when your mom leaves, et cetera, et cetera. So that's just what I did. I just took care of my brothers. Now we in this whole different environment. There's a lot of gangs, there's a lot of drugs, a lot of shooting. You know, you really don't even get to go outside. And if you do, then it's like you're ducking, you're you're hiding, you're trying not to get shot because a crime that's happening in your neighborhood next door in a park, in a playground where kids are playing may not have anything to do with you, but you find yourself stuck in that situation because you're there, right? So... Is readjusting to a new place where all of our stuff is in a different state and there's no way that my mom is even thinking about going back to get anything. So it's like, okay, what do we do? We adjust because we don't have a choice but to adjust. My mom wind up getting her own apartment in that same building on the 14th floor. So at least we were there with my grandma. So long story short, my mom is addicted to cocaine and you know she's now on public assistance um low housing we get the paper food stamps and occasionally I remember her giving me paper food stamps to go get food and she would say okay I'll be right back 
and then here is a week, two weeks later, and then she just comes back in the house, you know. So that means it was just me and my two little brothers, and I was nine at the time, just fending for herself because at that point she's not really thinking about the kids because the drugs have taken over. That's the only focus she has at that point. And I get used to it because to me, this is just the way everyone is, you know, like this is what I know. So to me, there's nothing wrong with this way. And we didn't really have friends outside of our area. So everyone was either, you know, living in poverty. We all are considered poor or low income. So, you know, it's normal. You don't really see two parent households. You just really see kids with their mom or kids with their dad or just that's just the way I saw it, the way I knew and to me at that time, nothing was wrong with it. And then something happens and my grandma has other kids that's also on drugs. So my grandma's trying to take care of us and her other kids, kids, kids. And she's just like, she's overwhelmed. And my grandfather passed away because he was the one kind of holding everything together. And my grandma couldn't handle it. So she calls DCFS. And DCFS come and they take us away and they put us in foster care. And for the most part, like we would say foster care is great. I know there are great foster parents out there and I know there are not so great foster parents out there because I have lived in foster care from the age of 10 to the age of 18 years old. I was a foster child. I have also been a foster parent since I was 18 years old to about 34, 35 when I decided to go back to college because I wanted to get a degree and I knew that meant I wouldn't have time, you know, to give a foster child that extra love and attention that they need. So I didn't renew my license. I've also been a mentor for foster children, for teenagers, because my whole goal before I decided to go to school to be a social worker was to help a child see that you do not have to become where you came from. You can be anything that you work hard to accomplish. And the things we do as youths will affect us as adults. So please make the right choices with your life, right? Because I made some bad decisions as a teenager and growing up that I had to kind of get corrected before I can even continue in the path that I want, want it for myself. So again, I had foster homes that was not so caring and loving and they only focus on they they're going to get the check and that's all they care about they were only nice to me and my brothers when they knew my caseworker was coming or my social worker was coming and after that they treated us horribly so my mom had a total of seven kids six boys and me the girl and i'm the oldest so we all of course were separated because it was just impossible to keep us all together so for most of my life, I only really grew up with my one brother who is four years younger than me. So even when we were separated, we were able to still stay connected some kind of way. So we do have a relationship. As I got older and Facebook came out, then other brothers were like, hey, I think you're my sister. And I'm like, oh man, I am your sister. And so I have been able to connect with every last one of my brothers, even though I hadn't saw them for over 10, 15 years. So when you ask the question, who am I? Sometimes I have to think about that because I know where I came from. I know I want to go. And this role has not been easy because 
along the way, I haven't had that guidance and that support that I needed to say, hey, you can do this or hey, what do you want to be when you grow up? Or hey, let's figure out how to get there. And I have three children of my own that I always try to be their number one support system because I know how vital it is for a child to have that. So that's what made me decide that I wanted to be a social worker because I remember I had social workers and I had one social worker that actually saw something in me. She said, Shantae, you can be something. You can be something great because I always advocated for others. If I saw a child getting beat, I always called DCFS, I always called the social worker. If a kid in the house that I was in was being molested, I always spoke up. I never wanted to know that someone was being hurt and I knew about it and I didn't say anything. That was just something that I just couldn't do. So she always said, you can be something. And I started to believe that because my whole life, I heard, you're going to be just like your mom. You're going to have all these children and all these different men. You're going to be on drugs. You're not going to be anything. You're not going to be good for one thing. So that's what I thought I wanted to be. And that's who I was. Because when you have all your life, people telling you that, then that's kind of what you become. But I actually believe the social worker. I believe that she cared about my well-being. And she was saying things to me that I never heard anyone say to me before. And I thought about it like, I do want to be somebody. I do want to be something. I do want to work towards something. How do I do that? And around 18 years old, you know, I was so excited for my 18th birthday because I knew now I'm out of foster care and I can do what I want to do. I'm an adult. No one can tell me what to do. I don't have to deal with foster parents. And I immediately got out the system. Unfortunately, that means I didn't graduate high school because all I cared about was getting out the system because I had so many problems being in the system. And I just wanted to control my own life and do what I wanted to do and not have to answer to people and people not want to feed me or clothe me or, you know, just give me my basic needs. I wanted to provide that for myself. Now, I've always worked since I was about 14 years old when I could get a work permit. So I always knew I had a great work ethic. But that's all I had. And then I become pregnant. Like as soon as I move out, you know, here's my son. And I didn't know how to be a mom because I felt like I never got that from my mother or any, you know, or most of my foster parents. I did have one great foster family that kind of helped mold me. And that foster father before he passed taught me that you're a beautiful girl. And you don't say yes to anybody and you respect yourself. He taught me the values I needed from a man. And I take that to this day. And that's how I value myself. That was the beginning of me learning how to value who I am. And I appreciate him for that. Um, I wish he was here to see, you know, how hard I've worked to become the opposite of what most people told me I would be. And I'm proud of who I am, but I got work to do because there's so many other things in life that I want to achieve. But overall, I want to be that support for someone. I want to be that person that someone needs to believe that they can be 
whatever they work hard for. I don't say you can be whatever you want to be because I don't believe in that personally. And that is my personal experience. I will say that you can be anything that you work hard to be. For example, if you want to be a doctor, you go ahead and go to school and you set up a plan and you do residency and you do all that school and whatever path you want to be a pediatrician, a veterinarian, whatever you choose to be. But that takes work. Anything worth having is worth working for. And I truly believe that. You have to figure out what your goals are. That's what I had to do. What my goals are. What do I want? What do I want to be? How can I achieve it? And when I turned 18, I'm this this lady, um, this African-American lady, and I had never saw an African-American lady that have furs and name brand purses, big old house. I had never experienced that before because think about where I came from, right? And I said, how, you know, how are you able to afford all these trips and go on all these trips and do all this stuff? Education. No one can take your education away from you. And that's what started my path into going to school, trying to see what I can do about going to college, going back to get my GED, Starting to get us work on an associate's degree, try to figure out how to get a bachelor's degree, figure out what I wanted to do. At first, I thought I wanted to be in management. And my husband said, why are you doing that when you know what you really want to do? And I'm like, he didn't even say the, the path or the field. And I said, you know what? You're absolutely right. I absolutely want to be a social worker because I want to help others that don't have families that can provide the support or maybe not know how to provide that support for their children. That's what I feel like I was put here to do. So that's what put me in my path. And I'm very happy to say that I have obtained a, the G, I have obtained my GED, I have obtained my associate degree, I have obtained my bachelor's degree, I have obtained my master's degree, and I am working towards my LCSW. And the road hasn't been easy for me. Like I've started school, stopped school, started school, stopped school, because I've always had to work because I had a child at 18. But I never gave up and I won't give up. And if I have to do something seven times to achieve it, if I fail and I fail and I fail, I will keep going until I pass. That's just who I am. And I think it's not easy for me because I didn't start off with the support as a child. I had to develop that kind of on my own. I had to be my own motivator. I had to be my own. I had to give myself my own self-positive affirmations. I had to tell myself, you can do this. You can do this. Don't give up. It may be hard, but the goal is to not give up. And if I start something and I don't complete it, I can always restart tomorrow. That's who I am. I am a child that grew up in foster care, that saw a goal, that want to achieve that goal, that's still working towards that goal. And one day I will complete it and I will be happy. And then I'll pick another goal to accomplish and I'll work to complete that one as well. Stay focused, everyone. Know your goal, reach your goal, ask for help, seek other services that can help you. You can accomplish whatever you work hard to achieve.